If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I threw a wish in the well, don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I trade my soul for a wish, pennies and dimes for a kiss. I wasn't looking for this. What's up, everybody? It's Craig and Austin from Pillows and Beer live from the Hall Cabernet studio. What's up, Austin? What's up, Craigie? So this is the first time that I've seen. So we've recorded in here, obviously. <clears throat> the last couple of times you and I have kind of been traveling. We've been recording from separate places, but I'm coming here now. And let me tell you, people, this looks uh, like I'm looking at us in the big screen in front of us. Craig and I each have a monitor in front of us. It really is coming along i mean it's quite the setup do you notice the lighting is a little different oh that's right man what was above us before was it a fan it was a decrepit fan and yeah. there were no um yeah that fan was from like an old 1900s building in charles like it it was yeah it was an old fan and now this light it looks like a window but it's got soft light coming down and then we've got some signage going in behind us it's gonna be it's gonna be great and we've got the big screen on because we have a very special guest joining us today and that that song that i played that intro could have been a hint for everyone watching um oh it could be or or we're never getting back together like there are a couple songs that that we could have played i was thinking that what when he comes in or like shake it off but what's the what's the title of we're never getting back together oh we are never getting back together. I'm pretty sure is what it's called. Wait. Talking about a song that caused quite the stir. We are never, ever getting back. Together. Right. Is, is, is that the name of it? Literally? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, uh, what are you drinking on? Um, I have Whispering Angel. I think that this is appropriate. I texted him prior to this and I was like, all right, I'm about to pop a bottle, a bottle of Whispering Angel. And he was like... All right, let's cause some trouble. And they said, LOL, JK. And they said, no, but seriously. And I was like, all right, well, you pop a bottle of rose and trouble ensues. Yeah, I don't know if I want to cause trouble, but um, we're going to have some fun. I yeah. That. Trouble, fun. It's one and the same. Um, yeah. So I just showed Austin my like favorite new. Oh, damn it. Did I leave it downstairs? I used, I can't even say it right, a Corvin for the first time the other night. And I think it's the coolest gadget that I've ever used. Um, it's, it's an interesting gadget. I've definitely seen it used at wine stores before where they, you know, if you're not sure if you like it, right. Then like they can give you a little taste rather than having to open the bottle. 
Yeah. And so now like all these bottles that I was scared to taste, unless we were hammered, like you just told me, Austin, opening them when we get home from the bar and wasting them, we can actually taste little snippets and uh, not have decision anxiety over what we're going to drink. The amount of great bottles of wine that I've opened after a bar or something, what, basically when I shouldn't be opening a great bottle of wine because I'm not going to appreciate it fully it is astronomical. It, it, it hurts my heart when I wake up, you know, the next day and I walk downstairs and I see like a half empty bottle that I didn't even cork back or anything like that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really opened that last night. So we're eating olives, drinking, I'm drinking hall Jack's masterpiece and also got whispering angel. Hey, without further ado, let's bring in our guest, Nick. <laughs> hey buddy. How's our- it going? Good to see yeah, you. Man. Can you hear me? All right. Of course, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you're all right. Justin right. Anderson. What's up? This is so excited. I miss you both so much. I know. This is so overdue. I mean, God, I you're one of our best friends, and we haven't seen you in, like, months. Um, I know. It's been a hot minute. I mean, you What's going on with you two? We're super busy right after. Like, when we were hanging out, we all kind of had off time, and then I feel like you travel as much as us now. Yeah, I'm like back into the grind, um, traveling like every week, which has been good. It's like exciting. You know, you feel like yourself again. Um, I kind of enjoyed COVID. I had a good time. You know, I didn't think it was the worst thing in the world, but I definitely feel like I need to get back out there and feel like I have a legit purpose in the world other than Instagram, you know? I saw a map of uh, airplane travel on like a day in 2020 and then on a day in 2022. And the map is just like, you know, night and day, right? It's like 25% of the aircrafts that are in the air every day now, right? So just travel has utterly exploded. Yeah, completely. But have you noticed how expensive flights are? Dude, and, it's uh, insane. And how many times yeah. that flights cancel and, yeah. and are pushed back? It's, uh, it's like, you know, like an epidemic in itself is the, the amount of times that planes get canceled or delayed i mean it's almost like no it's crazy and with our team like um with my company we like we're like okay the world's opening up again we can all start getting together because we're spread out all over the country but it's like now with prices no way like it's everything it's like all right let's just stick to the zooms you know i'll travel but you guys can stay where you're at it's just it's insane that's that's what happened with us so then craig and i've been doing these uh live shows and our last live show was in chicago and jerry couldn't come with us because he was like i mean a flight is fifteen hundred dollars and then you know, he was like, I, I, I can't justify like, you know, taking a $1,500 flight and putting it on the you know card. And it was like, no, definitely. Uh, please, please don't. And, but it was annoying as hell. Right. We were like, well, we want you to be there, but damn, a $1,500 flight is a bit absurd, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you China for that. Justin, have you ever used a Corvin? What is that? Like- it's that thing where you can pour wine out of a bottle without opening it. Craig is super happy about this right now. Yeah. Shut up. So you can like save the wine if you don't drink it all. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to hold on after this break? I'll, I'll show you the video of it. It's insane. It's so easy to use. It's, you just, it's, it's like a catheter that goes in the neck of the bottle and then you can pour it out without opening. Yeah. So you it, can taste like, cool. so you can buy I love that. wine and taste it if you want. But with you on the show, I just decided to take the whole cork out and I've got my bottle. Yeah. <laughs> What are you oh drinking? Oh my God. I'm drinking a tequila and soda. We're going out oh. after this. Yes. Nice. Who's yeah, we? But let's talk about everything. Let's not okay, go back let's. at all. 
Well, uh, to catch everyone up, um, if you don't know, we met Justin last year. Um, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's been two years. Yeah, it's been two December, years now. Yeah. December of 2020, so year and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, and we just hit it off instantly. And I have the biggest bro crush on you, Justin, and just love you to death. And uh, you and Scoot both. I, I love you guys. And the time that we had together in Nashville was unmatched, uh, as well as the time that we had uh, in Charleston, which, which, you know, we can get into, but, um, <laughs> I mean, the fact that, that when y'all left, when you and Kristen left Charleston and we all were in that group chat, like every single day for like months, right. Months, just like besties. Well, it's one of those things that's like, you don't come across those kind of friendships very much in like your adult life. I know you guys feel that way. And I remember leading up to that friendship, you know, we were going down to Charleston for the first time. I'm like, Kristen, we're gonna hang out with Craig and Austin. We haven't met you guys yet. And Kristen was like, Justin, this is gonna turn into some shit shows. Everyone's in the press is gonna be talking about me hooking up with one of them. And she called the whole thing. And I was like, Kristen, don't fucking think like that. Like we need to meet new people, have new friends, whatnot. And then, yeah, sure enough, we all hung out and it was just like an instant connection. And it was after that trip. I mean, we never stopped group texting with each other. And then the fucking Internet tried to kill our friendship. The well, Internet did try to kill our friendship. And then you I mean, you just bring so much joy to everyone all the time through your I mean, do you watch his Instagram stories daily, Austin? I do watch your Instagram, Justin, and it always amazes me because I'm like so proud of how you just let it fly. Like you see something that you like and you let it fly out there and you let it know and you let it be known how you feel. And I know it's something that like, well, well that I definitely like struggle with and I, and, and, um, I, uh, I, I don't let it fly. Well, you found a much. way to and have, like, I want to, I want to, because <laughs> you do. And it's like, ah, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Yeah. I mean, how have you figured out how to have an opinion in today's you know, society of angry people. Cause you really do speak your mind and it's, um, I'm jealous of it. Cause sometimes we're scared to do that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And it's funny, like a lot of my friends, uh, whether or not they have a following on social media or whatever, a lot of friends will say that to me. And I have to be honest, like it kind of just comes natural to me, but there is a tiny bit of a strategy behind it. I really feel like the more you're just authentically yourself and say whatever the fuck you want to say all the time, you're going to weed out the people who aren't going to get you regardless. And like I from day one was like, I don't want a massive following of people who half hate me and half like me and want me to say everything that they agree with. So I've always been like, I'm just going to say everything. It'll kind of weed out the bad. And there'll be times where like I'll get like an influx of like people coming in to talk shit. And I see that they all don't follow me. Like if I'm talking about something that's quote unquote controversial, like people will come and they'll try and talk shit to me. And a lot of times I'll talk shit right back to them or block it, block them. But it's really all about for me, like setting boundaries. I really enjoy Instagram. I feel like we're at a place in life where like we all need to communicate more and just talk about things, whether or not we agree. Like, I don't know when it turned into this thing that like, we all have to say the same things or or whoever the fucking media picks a topic and we all have to agree on it. Like there can be times where we question it. Like, you know, even, I mean, I don't want to get too deep on this podcast and start troll, but like any sort of issue, you know, like we should be able to ask questions if we don't understand it right away and we shouldn't be like shit on for it. 
Yeah, uh, it's so- not okay to have a difference of opinion right now, or it's gotten so bad that it's not okay to not even understand something anymore. Like you said, even if you like, you see it a lot now where people are like, yeah, but I don't entirely understand what I'm supposed to feel or that opinion of yours, but yeah, it's scary to, to say anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that what, what you said was really, really well said, Justin, in terms of like, like once you let it fly and once you kind of like set the precedent for like, okay, well, this is like who I am and this is, you know, what I'm doing. And then the people who don't like it should hopefully just, you know, unfollow and go away. Right. Well, and I think, I think a lot of people, yeah, like social media, you know, it's relatively new. And I think we all get to this place where we're like, we want like some people i'm not interested in collecting followers right like i really mean it when i say like i want people to kind of follow along my journey if they like me if they can also disagree and still stick around and have a conversation but i think so many people are afraid of losing followers so then they stay really quiet but then their followers don't even really know who they are as a person you know like i want to connect with people i want people to laugh at me i want people some days be like oh my god he's being a fucking dick today or like listen to what he's saying like i don't agree at all but most of the time, if they stick around, they end up understanding what my point is. Um, but I really do like love everyone. I it's not like this some gimmick thing that I put on. Like I want everyone to get along. Like let's just have fucking fun. Like we have one life. Like why are we all fighting all the time on social media? It's a joke. Well, and like if you don't like what someone's saying or their opinion, just don't watch. It's kind of yeah odd that even with movies coming out now, like if it's about something that people don't like or like a TV show or something, people are so angry and they're like, well, if I don't like it, then I don't want anyone else to enjoy it. But I think Top Gun has been a perfect example. (laughs) I mean, it's been the highest grossing movie like ever and it's not slowing down. And it's like, look, Top Gun a controversial movie right now. Well, it's showing that like, it's not for everyone. What? But it's a movie about fighter pilots. Well, Justin, (laughs) Justin, what the hell can you possibly argue about with Top Gun? No, I do. No, I think that also people try to turn everything into an issue now. You know, even recently, the thing that I was like all fired up on Instagram, you know, um, was the Johnny Depp case. And I was, yeah, I seriously watched every fucking second of that trial. Like my team at work knew that it's like when it was happening, I was like lights out. I'll do meetings at night. I'll do meetings at five o'clock in the morning. But during the day, I watched all of it. And bottom line, Amber Heard 100% lied. She lied through her teeth and she tried to use a movement, the Me Too movement, when all that stuff was happening, to destroy this man. And I'm the biggest supporter in the world of women. I love women. I'm All my friends are women, like whatever. And I'm all about like the underdog. If a woman is the underdog at this point, I think women rule the world now. But I was watching this case and it's like, it's just bullshit. And I was calling out and people are like, I can't believe that you're saying an abuse victim is lying. I'm like, she's not an abuse victim. And actually like real survivors of domestic uh, abuse should be outraged with her. And anyways, bottom line, the court figured it out. They knew she was lying, whatever. But even talking about that, people were trying to pick fights with me. I'm like, even as I'm talking, I'm working through this stuff. I'm talking about seeing it in real time. And it's okay if you don't agree with me, like move on. And you watched, which is 99% more you were more informed than 99% of the people out there because most people just read headlines or snippets or clickbait online and you actually watched it no and the problem was craig like while i was watching it so i would watch it i'd see all this stuff happening and then i'd go read the media and i'm like the media is such a pile of shit at this point like we've all known that what they do to get people to pay attention or whatever 
but the way that they try to uh, steer people's opinions and stuff like this trial, that's why it was so exciting for me or interesting to me was to watch that. The way they would try to spin the way that people saw it, it was absolute garbage. But you know what's the biggest thing, you guys? I mean, the biggest lesson that I learned when I met you guys was the Bravo universe. They're fucking insane. The people like the Bravo world, I love it more than anything because I love Bravo shows. I love all those accounts, Best Buy Bravo, Bravo and Cocktails, you know, all of them. I'm friends with all of them. I love them. But the comments in those people's section, like if you say, I love Lisa Rinna, all of a sudden it's 50 people being like, fuck Lisa Rinna, cancel Lisa Rinna. It's like, you guys are absolutely insane. And also, by the way, don't you all watch Bravo to have controversial characters that you hate and love? Can we stop saying like, so-and-so needs to go? It's like, there wouldn't be a show then. There'd be nothing to watch if everyone was calm, cool, and collected. (laughs) This is making my freaking day. No, it's insane. And believe me, I watch everything because when I'm friends with people, like I really stand up for them. And maybe I have a fake account and maybe I fight for the two of you in the comments sometimes. <laughs> but um, but like the way that people come for Austin, I mean, fucking A, it's like weird to me. It is it's weird. Wh- it's passionate. Well, I mean, like, like it, is weird, Justin. It. it is weird to me where people can like take a couple things and get so, so angry at me. It, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've never really talked about it much on this show because like, and we try not to because it's, but holy hell, I, I mean, yeah, there's like a time period there. And I was just like, I mean, I, I was disappointed because I was like, I, like, you know, I've been on Bravo for five or six years now. And, and I was like, sure. Like, was my behavior, you know, a little bad? And, and, and am I like, you know, disappointed <laughs> in myself for like certain actions? I feel like I have a sure. No, that no, wasn't the right no. One. but like, <laughs> I mean, if like you've seen the whole journey of like why I should be able to be like a happy and single man, I was just, you know, disappointed in a lot of the back. Well, here's the sure. thing. I was like, like, okay, I understand, you know, Austin behaved like, like a, you know, like a maniac and a tornado freaking hurricane Austin came through the Hamptons, but <laughs> was it, was it like enough for all of the Oh man. Well, it's all the backlash. It's not treated like a, you know, like if you watch a scripted show, you might get mad at a character, but you don't let it ruin your week. And the thing is, is like, of course, like, did I agree with what Austin did? No, but people got, I don't so, agree with what Austin. Did. Yes. Right. But then the passion behind the anger is an interesting thing. And I know you like to reflect on it, Justin, cause you love like psychology and all of that shit. Like, yeah. us. like I've always tried to figure out how, someone else's behavior that had no bearing on your life can affect you so much. That's what I'm fascinated by. You know, like Austin's behavior really affected some people, but it wasn't people watching the show, but they made it seem like it ruined their lives. And um, yeah. Yeah. And it was like their mission. They were sent from God to change, you know, the course of Bravo TV by saying whatever that you wanted to say. It was like, you are not Joan of Arc. Like you are. A <laughs> and I'm glad that you're passionate, but good grief. Like, like you, like you watched the end of charm. Like I was single for a damn good reason. And I should be able to go out there and have some fun. Now, did I go over the line? Sure. But didn't think that, uh, Justin, were you shocked when you saw Austin this summer? On summer house. Yeah. Were you like, oh, 
Wait, can I be really, really honest? Because I love you guys so much. I didn't watch Summer House. I only watched the reunion. I was bummed that you both weren't there. I started at the beginning. It like it changes things when you be when you're friends with people. Right. Like because everyone was saying, like, I just didn't want to watch it. And I had kind of heard that it got a little bit messy. You guys FaceTime me a couple of times from um Winter House or Summer House. Oh, I'm getting them mixed right. up. Yeah. But that's I remember right. like how I remember like also you're going into an environment where the purpose is to get crazy and you're being filmed. And that's another thing a lot of people I don't think realize. Even when I was filming Very Cavallari, it's like it's a tiny section of your life. And the majority of the time you're drunk. I mean, we were drunk all the time when we were filming and stuff. But Very Cavallari was much better, though, because they really wanted they cut out, I think, all the fun stuff. Like we looked like fucking so boring on that show. Um, but with you guys, it's like they want to show that stuff. That's also why people are watching. But I mean, for anybody, but for anybody listening to the podcast right now, I mean, think about your wildest weekend when you go out with all your friends. Like you're not your normal self, you know. And it's like every, I know whenever I travel with friends, like I get crazy, and I'm a grown man at this point. But it's like, and then it's on camera. It's like just show a little. Um, how do you no, deal with? Uh, how do you deal with stress, Justin? Did you ever have? When you were launching your business, did you just think like, there's no way I'm going to get past this point or everyone hates me or no one likes my product? Like, what? how do you keep a sound mind? I think honestly, like starting a business, it's, um, it's stressful. Like you were just saying, like, what if nobody likes it? What if nobody shows up or whatever? But I really feel like if it's something that you're passionate about, you know, the way um, Austin's passionate about beer um, if you're passionate about it, it and you really put your heart into it, like people will feel that. And um, I think for me, you know, like hair is my life, you know, like I did celebrity hair forever. I worked on every celebrity I ever could have dreamed of. I had a massive clientele. And for me, it was like, what is the next step? When I went into hair, I always wanted to have my own brand, you know, something that was like an extension of me as a person, like a legacy, if you will. And um, so I really just went for it. But I realized that it's not for everybody because it is honestly one of the most stressful things in the world, way more stressful than me building my celebrity clientele and doing everything that I did in the Hollywood world with hair. Um, but I love it. I'm so proud of it. And um, I'm super excited to keep it growing. You know, we're, we're going international now. And it's like little things like that are so exciting for me. The fact it's that people are like, no, I mean, no, but I, but I mean, the fact that like, <laughs> The fact that people in other parts of the world will like hold a piece of like what I've created is so rad. And um, again, I feel like it's one of those things I was I was being silly when I said, Austin, you're passionate about beer, but you are and you know, good beer and you want to put it out for the world and stuff. And it's like when you're putting something out there that you're proud of, like people will experience and they'll fall in love with it and it'll start to travel. And I've just been blown away at how fast BPHU, my brand, has been traveling, you know, word of mouth, you know, social media um it's it's, I mean, it's, it's incredible so fun to see isn't it I, I mean the three of us you know can all can all uh uh relate to this because it's like watching people drink my beer in like north carolina or georgia or like you know alabama and i'm like oh my god a couple of years ago i was just in charleston at like you know my local bar and now i cannot believe that i'm getting tagged from so and so in georgia who's drinking my beer and like well, i've been places with craig before we were in aspen and the lifty had on a sewing down South hat. Yeah, and I was like, Craig, cool. that guy's got like your hat on. And he was like, Oh shit, Craig, man, what's up? And I was like, that's really cool. Like the lifty over there has your hat on. So I mean, no, it's it, the coolest it thing in the super, world. Super cool to see yeah. that sort of stuff. What and was, people love it. You know, it's like, that's how Craig, that's how I found you. I watched Southern charm. And I remember when um, she was giving you shit about your sewing, you put out your line. I was like, fuck yeah. Like he's fucking doing it. 
I bought a bunch of your merch and then we talked to each other on social media. And for me, it was like, yeah, this guy's starting a business. Like I want to support him and stuff. And it's cool to feel like people do do that. I noticed it changed a lot when I did very Cavalier, the reality show. I didn't think that that would change my business so much. Cause at that point I was like, I've made it. I, I was cocky. I was like, I've made a name for myself. I worked on Jennifer Aniston, Miley Cyrus, Gwyneth Paltrow, all these celebrities. And like, people love me for my hair, but doing the reality show really like had a, like it put it out there really quick. Like it really helped our business. And um, it's been awesome to just like, to watch it grow. Um, but people want to support people that they like, you know? Well, Justin, I want to hear, <clears throat> I wanted you to take us through your story a little more. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more of Justin. This episode of Pillows and Beer is brought to you by Gooder. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. I love my Gooders. I never leave home without a pair. They're comfortable, lightweight, 100% polarized, and they look good too. I'll send as many weddings if we've started to go to, let alone the spring, the summer. I mean, I think I look cooler in sunglasses and Gooders look really cool on me. No offense. I know they look good on you too. But if I do break them, I do lose them. I don't mind because they're only $25. I mean, listen, it's so, so easy to just order a couple of pairs at a time. And because when I walk out of the house, I literally just pick up a pair and bring it with me. And they're just so, so easy. And I have no worries. I agree hundred percent. So try them out y'all and treat yourself to a pair or two or four like Austin. Gooder is going to give you 15% off your entire order. Go to gooder.com. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com backslash pillows and beer and get 15% off when you use code pillows and beer at checkout all orders over $50 get free shipping in the US again that's 15% off with code pillows and beer at gooder g-o-o-d-r dot com slash pillows and beer look good get gooder our next partner has a product I use literally every day I started taking AG1 because Honestly, it's kind of embarrassing, but my gut health was a little off. I started being healthy again and eating right, but my stomach didn't follow in suit. And so I took AG1 and it helped me. It optimized my immune system and I didn't have to take pills and vitamins anymore. And it's a supplement that actually tastes great. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pillows and beer. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash pillows and beer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back to another episode of Pillows and Beer. We are joined with our good buddy, long overdue podcast guest, Justin Anderson. And uh, we're really just kind of diving into things. It's, well, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Before to, uh, we get back into it, um, we forgot to say 
Justin, you did a great job covering the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Are you on Mom Talk now? We don't have to get too into this, but or Mormon talk? <laughs> is it the moms? There's these Mormon couples swinging in Utah, and it's now caused a huge like divorce. Are you following that? Wait, a hundred percent. Yeah, I grew up Mormon, so it's also fascinating Wait, for really? that reason. No. Yeah, I was, I was a full blown Mormon growing up. My yeah. mom was grew up Mormon. My dad grew up Mormon. So all my cousins are Mormon. I'm from a massive Mormon family. And I was like, Book of Mormon. Where were you? Where are you uh, from? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. I'm from Southern California. So we're like California Mormons, which are like the dirtiest of the Mormons. Like we like, we were like the party Mormons, but all my cousins and stuff were in Utah. But both of my parents were like Jack Mormons. And when you're a Jack Mormon, it means you're kind of like the naughty Mormon of the family. Uh, so my two parents were the oh, naughty Mormons. Amazing. Yeah, they got Jack together. Mormon? I want to learn more yeah. about Mormons. So like, Mormons don't drink coffee. They don't drink alcohol. My dad was an alcoholic. My parents drank coffee every single day. So when we would have like Mormon parties at our house, my parents would hide the alcohol. They hide the coffee makers. So I saw all of that stuff growing up. I saw all of the like hypocrisy of it. And I was like, you guys, this is a fucking joke. We, we go to church on Sundays, but we're not real Mormons or whatever. Uh, so yeah, Mormon life is fascinating to me. Do so the I rest definitely- of them drink also and just act like they don't? Or do like the majority of people, are the majority of Mormons strict about like beliefs or they just act like they are no they're really strict about it they're the kindest people on earth like mormons are awesome people like they're really good nice people they just don't know a lot about the world because you kind of just live in a bubble when you're mormon um but yeah they definitely don't drink like if you're a mormon you are not drinking um so yeah did you ever use the c word growing up or no is it just like is it as much the c word as christianity or anything like that like, what's the C word? Kind of? Yeah, what's the C word? Cult. Like, did you ever, like, relate it to that? Oh. Or is it just as much? How, how the hell were we supposed to know well, like, that that's look, the C word? I think like, all organized religion, you know, somewhat is can relate to each other and having rules and structure and, like, Christianity was. But yeah. I just meant some, some after seeing Book of Mormon, I was like, this is, this is a little, yeah, little but, intense. Yeah, but there are some people out there, Craig, that think that all, you know, organized. I do. I'm saying that. Craig, you just said that. And I basically agree. I think that any oh, organized religion at the end of the day is a cult. Like it's, it's pretty much I, a cult. I was but at Christmas like- mass with my mom and dad and brother. And we started saying our father and everyone in the church started to say it at the same time. And I looked at my mom and I was like, we're in a cult. And she was like, <laughs> no, I and like, you know, I, <laughs> sorry, <man>. go. <laughs> I mean, you know, talking about, religion for god's sakes i thought that there were three topics that you're not supposed to talk about but i did just have this talk on kiwa and it got very heated and i tried to stay out of it but i'll never forget that one time i was in church and i was like you know 13 14 and i looked at my dad and i was like dad is this a cult <laughs> and then my dad was like, oh, first say that again i was like okay 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 but like it kind of it it kind of hit me because I was like we're all chanting the same thing, we're giving him money, and we're giving him money, and, and we're doing all these things. And so like, you're not alone, Justin. And in like those I thoughts. am, like you know, confirmed uh, in the church and things like that. Yeah, I am too. I, I I haven't been to church in a while, but you know, my mom wants me to and things like that. But but I have certainly questioned, and there are so many questions about Mormonism that I have, Justin. It's so funny, and South Park has to open my eyes to so many things. It makes me. It, it, I, I have questions for what's his name? Sam, Sam Smith, Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith. No, 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 
it, it's funny though because I also I understand religion and I'm so grateful of my Mormon upbringing I really feel like that's why I, I'm a, who I am so I understand I understand why people turn to religion um, but I feel like as you get older it's just kind of like I know I, I believe in a higher be power I treat people around me good and stuff I just don't need to go to church with a group of people every week to be reminded of it um, but I understand why a personal people do relationship. Like I have a personal relationship with God and faith and yeah. getting in that deep. I, what we meant is that we've all been in that moment and, and Austin and I grew up, what I'm, I was Catholic. What were you? Um, Episcopalian. And so there's these rules like growing though. up, like my dad was Methodist, so he wasn't allowed to take Eucharist in the Catholic church. So obviously what is, what as is, what is Eucharist, the like communion. Oh, um, so it. as a teenager, you're actually encouraged to question stuff. And so in our lives, as in a lot of people lives, you're like a lot of this feels a little bit like some of the stuff we've read in school about other things that we were told were bad. So as a Mormon, I'm yeah. saying, what was your path as like a Mormon teenager? And like, how did you escape? Because can you be? How did you escape? What's the tell us your story. How you escaped? What's the sexuality rules in Mormonism? Because in like, is no, it just I mean, you, all of ours? You can you can imagine what it is like. And I do remember. You know, I my parents pulled us out of the church when I was like I was baptized, but we left the church when I was like sixteen. But the Mormons, they want to know everything about your life. And I remember at a certain age, I was like fifteen or something, and the head of the church brings you into the office for a meeting and he straight up like asking questions like do you masturbate do you think about women naked and I was like this is fucking weird and I went to my parents after and I was like that made me feel so creepier but in my head I was like also this guy doesn't know that I'm a homo like I'm gonna come out of the closet <laughs> and they're gonna throw me out on the street you know so like I was freaked out about that and I think my parents kind of caught on to that too like my parents knew they're like Justin's gay he's gonna come out of the closet so my parents pulled all of us out of the church and they were just like we started going to just a non-denominational Christian church and it was just like to have a belief in God or whatever but yeah I mean if you're gay in the Mormon church you're not feeling like everybody's really welcoming to you but I remember when I was really young I would ask questions in Sunday school all the time kind of like I would ask them, I'm like, okay, wait a second. So all Mormons go to a celestial kingdom. That's what they call it. If you're Mormon, you get to go to the special heaven. And I was like, so our really sweet, like Jewish neighbors, where do they go? They don't get to go there. And I remember they were like, Justin, you can't ask questions. And I was like that. And I was like, this is bullshit. No, that, you know, like <laughs> that's the main question of any religion is, you know, as a Catholic Christian, we're taught that God loves everyone. Jesus loves everyone. And then you're taught that there's subsects that they don't love. And you're like, this is yeah. so critical. And to... that's where they lose everybody. Right. Because the true message that they love everyone and we should all love everyone is pure. And honestly, I still say my prayers at night, like it's meditation for me and it is what it is, but really? um, yeah, right. it's kind of how I fall asleep, but uh, also my OCD because <laughs> I have to say it the exact same way every night. So maybe now it's more think, compulsive behavior than I think alcohol makes you fall asleep. <laughs> but anyway, but you so know what? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. But like, it's funny too, because I remember, you know, my whole family's Mormon on both sides. And when I came out of the closet and I had a boyfriend, like I do everything without holding back. Like I don't ever ask for permission or I don't ever be like, is this okay? Like I'll just show people. And I remember like, going to family um parties um the mormon family parties like with a boyfriend and just showing up and like i never asked for permission like i am who i am and i've always had this weird kind of confidence that i'm like i know that if there is a god and i believe there's a god wh whoever god is like he made me gay i'm not making this up i'm not pulling it out of anywhere it'd be a lot easier to 
<laughs> thing on this show. You don't pick your porn. You don't say, you know what, today I'm going to get off to this. You just click on the thing that gets you off. <laughs> so when people ask me like, oh, what was it like coming out of the closet being Mormon? I was like, I don't know. I just, I thought that I didn't think they were very bright. I'm like, you guys haven't figured it out yet. People are different. You know, I didn't feel like it was like asking permission of the Mormons if it was okay. If I could I be gay. That like, Mormonism had, had like, you know, strict rules on uh, sexuality. I, I mean, you know, we all know about well, like a, a lot of the goal because a lot of goal in my belief of organized religion is to make more of you. So if you have a homosexual relationship, you can't have good Mormon babies essentially back then. And so at least with like Catholics, you were trying to build your army, like Christian, like you were just, I don't know, exactly. everyone has their own, but there's a motive for everything, but we're just really getting Justin, tell Austin about <laughs> The swinger thing, because this is actually, this is actually kind of, okay, well, it doesn't surprise me because Mormons are swingers. Are, are they not like, no, that's like old school Mormons. So Morgan, Mormons used to be polygamous. They talk about that. That's old Mormons. Like now it's Latter-day Saints. So it's like people who are up today. The polygamous stuff is not real. Like everyone always asks about that. I'm like, I've never met a polygamist in my whole Mormon life. Um, But okay. So what mom TikTok is. It's all these mommy bloggers in Utah, and they're all, they're hot. Like, they're fucking hot. Austin would be in heaven. Austin would be like, Austin would be in heaven. Are they blondes or brunettes? (laughs) Doesn't sound bad. A lot of blondes. It's a lot of blondes. Um, I mean, it would be Austin's heaven there. But anyway, so it's all these mommy bloggers, and then their husbands, and they show their cute kids and whatever, and they're Mormon. And the guys are looking, too. Like, it's a good The guys are really, yeah, the guys... Yeah, they all look like Craig. They're, it's a good-looking group of people. But the one mom, the one mom came out. This uh, she's kind of like the raunchy one. Like she'd be like maybe Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach. You know, like the one that says everything. But she was like, she came out and she was like, "Look, we're all swingers. I've I've had sex with all of their husbands. They've had sex with my husbands." And these women lost their mind because they're Mormons. They're trying to hold up that image of being like the perfect Mormon, or whatever. And the internet went crazy like tiktok went crazy and then it went out to like mainstream media i think i broke the news i think i break all of that news but i started talking about it like right Wait, at the beginning for that. world star <laughs> justin anderson yeah. <laughs> first. Uh, but it, it was really it, it was crazy like and they tried so hard to silence this girl i guess like cease and desist happen well, like they well, here to catch you but, up, Austin. There's like, a difference between soft what swinging. Other people care though. That well, that's a question. Well, here's who cared. The the so there's soft the swinging. Church. No, the girls in the group because there's also tell us. Correct me on this one, Justin. There's soft swinging and hard swinging. So soft swinging, they were saying you can basically have sex next to another couple having sex, and you can watch each other, but they don't touch or something. And basically. Like the couple started to like swing and then the two partners weren't into it, but didn't the girl and the guy continue to have sex in private? Yeah. So you can basically, you can hook up in the environment where everyone is hooking up together. So if you're hooking up with somebody's partner, you would have to do it in the same house as your partner. Right. So it was like, they all did it in the same area, but this one girl went off like on separate nights away from all the swinging. And I hooked up. Uh, this would be Austin's dream, by the yeah, way. Austin's like, I'm more. I think I'm Mormon. He's like, I. No, this has not. This has nothing to do with the Mormon no. religion, by the way. It's like a it's an up part of the Mormon religion. So, did the girlfriends like? How are the girls right now? Are they talking or are they pissed? Like, is the group? No. Angry? 
No, they're really angry. They went really, really um, quiet, all of them. There was a lot of stuff like people were speculating like, oh, these people just want like a reality show. And I was like, it'd be a genius reality show if they would pick it up. Yeah, but I think like I think there was a part of it was definitely like this girl was trying to get attention for it and she got it. Um, but the rest of them were freaked out. I don't think it's made up. I don't think it's like a publicity no. stunt. Okay, so just get this right. There is a faction of people. Where do they live? Where do they live? Utah. Utah. <laughs> he wants an address. Yeah, I'm going to send him some. <laughs> All of a sudden, a video surfaces of me and I'm like, you're looking over my shoulder like, oh, Everyone's shit. like, wait, is that Austin? Uh, so there's so there's a faction of people that live in Utah and they're all like an attractive bunch. And, and they were more attractive than I thought they were going to be. And no, they're really good looking. And so one of the women broke the news like, oh, hey, um, I live in a community where we all she broke the swinger each other. Code. Well, they all used to joke about it. Like they'd be like, are we swingers or are we not? Like in their captions. Yeah. And then it came out. But the funny thing is, is when I was talking about on Instagram, like I asked people who follow me, like I was like, hey, does anybody know any swingers or whatever? Put in the caption box and people started writing me. A lot of people are swingers. Like I didn't know this. Like swinging is like a big thing. I think in the South too. There's a and big they start community in Charleston that is, no one really See, knows I've, about it, yes. but everyone knows that it's I've, a swinging community. I have always heard this. And I'm not sure if we're, it was ever founded. We're, you know so I mean? we're both thinking of the same one and we won't say it, yeah, but they, there's a community it. when you live there, you're like, oh, that's the swinger community. And but I'll, don't, but I'll tell you who lives there. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I like learned all these tricks. Like there's things like you can be a part of like a golf club or a country club and everyone like puts their keys into a bowl. You pull Party. out the key and just, yeah, you go to yeah. somebody's house. Oh my God, dude, I saw that on the OC. I saw that on the OC back in the day, basically where Kristen's from, right? (laughs) I saw that on Orange County and Sandy Cohen and Kristen put their keys in a bowl. And I'm like, oh my God, this show just got interesting. And apparently like anklets, like if you have an anklet, I always tell that to girls when I see them like, uh, like Paige or someone had an anklet on. I was like, you know, that's how you tell you're a swinger. No, she's like, what? Shut up. Or maybe maybe everywhere, a pineapple. If you have a pineapple on your porch, that means you're but it's Charleston's like hospitality symbol. Right. Charleston's kind so of they say like, upside down pineapple like, now. Welcome, welcome to our home. And then there's a pineapple. Like I've watched a imagine lot of swinging like, videos online, and I've never seen a pineapple in them. I mean, imagine if like <laughs> home, and then you're like, all right, honey, we're 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 here. Let's do this. And then they well, get like a glass and, of wine. They come back and like you're naked on the couch. You're well, like, and here's, here's, like, what are you doing? You're like, I just saw the signs, man. Well, here's the, the challenge. <laughs> the challenge is exactly what they're facing. A lot of people, sometimes one person in the couple is more into it or more comfortable than the other one. And I think like, yeah. that's kind of what this is illustrating is that just if you don't follow you. the rules, like black and white rules, if you start to go into that gray area without your partner agreeing, then it gets into the unfaithfulness. That just happened on you. Did you watch you, Justin, the new season? I watched the first one. I didn't watch after that. Oh my gosh, you're missing out. Anyways, that's like what happens in, at, at the end. The couple is like, are we going to swing? And anyways, all hell breaks. So, what's, awesome. so what, what, how is it right now, Justin? And then um, I'm going to ask you something else. With the mom talk? Yeah. 
it's kind of fading out. I think it's fading out. But to what you were saying, I feel like with that whole swing, like whatever people want to do behind closed door, more power to them, whatever. But I feel like if you're in a relationship, I mean, you have to be in a really stable place to want to do that. I think like when you run into problems is when like you hate your partner, you don't want to sleep with them anymore. So of course you're looking to hook up outside. Um, but I don't know. I'm just learning that it's really more common than I ever thought. So I'm just like, wow. But yeah, the, I think in front of each other, then it can be a shared experience and don't take this out of fucking like, um, whatever it's called out of context. I'm just saying that if you do it together, I don't see anything (laughs) wrong with it. If you're like, if you're together, you know, like say you go to a sex party somewhere. Craig is trying to get like in front of her right now. He's like, no, me and Paige are not swingers. I'm just saying I know I could see the headline now. Like, don't even do it, Craig. I know exactly. No, but I'm just saying, like, when you start to go into separate areas, which is what happened in this case, then it goes more fairish. But if you're in the same room, I can understand it more than if you were outside of the room. But think about it with all these athletes that it's coming out right now, where it's like. Well, that's oh, not swinging. Okay, but that is like a version of swinging. That's right? cheating. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> about like you know what's his face with the Kardashians, right? He's cheated on her like you know four times. Right. I'm talking about where like the wife is like well aware of the fact, and it's like okay, just go and do your thing. Just don't like embarrass me and let me keep on living this awesome life. And this, well, that, yeah, it's because she likes the money. Open relationship, right? And I'm pretty sure that um, Steph and his wife were like the latest ones that kind of got whistleblown on it i mean it was a couple months ago but anyways it's just like an open okay i'm not i'm not saying that like you know they show up and they're like i'm here for the gangbang i'm just saying that <laughs> they seem to have an open and i bet it's far more just like you're saying with swinging it's far more prevalent than you think well what were yeah, these messages exactly. that you got justin people are just saying hey we're actually swingers and no one knows no i mean people i feel like it's because like I'm a gay man. People feel like they can take, tell gay guys anything. And like, I, I was, I'm a hairdresser. That's, that's what I, that's how I started my business. And people tell their hairdresser everything. So like my DMS are crazy. The stuff that people tell me. So when I was talking about the swinger thing, like a lot of people were writing to me, like these crazy stories, like, Oh, my husband and I, every time we go on vacation, we allow ourselves one night to do our own thing. Or like, um, we belong to this one club. And when we're there, Uh, a bunch of people hook up with each other, whatever. And people are just talking about it like so normal. And I'm not judging because again, also in the gay community, if we're really uh, honest, gay guys do a lot of that kind of stuff. Like gay guys are horny. I mean, when you think about it, two horny men. Yeah. I feel like Grindr has got to be the most lit dating app In the bathhouses that, what we have a friend here that used to be in Chicago. Bathhouses. And uh, he said that there was like massage parlors or bathhouses that it was just a big party. But um, no, it, no, that's it. It's party? totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like what you're saying, Austin, too, like gay guys are totally horny, whatever. But it's like so are all men. I feel yeah, like gay men are more comfortable. No, 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 yeah. Men are more. Then you add a more com- man into the yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Do the only thing with horny ass people. A straight yeah, relationship. Exactly. Yeah, but girls are just as horny. A lot of them, if they're if they're comfortable enough to be horny. I know. But the thing is, sick. you got to take the ego out of a straight relationship. And a lot of guys aren't okay with their girl, their female partner hooking up with someone else. No, I think totally. that is what's That's, preventing the world from. I think that you're right, Craig. I all think being that you're gay guys, right? Or yeah. even. Or even like people don't let women talk about sex enough. They right. start to judge, you know, and Craig, I think you're absolutely right. All of my 
good friends are women and women are horny they love they like to talk about sex. guys actually and that's yeah like they, they don't yeah. know yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. This, this conversation is going to be a year. <laughs> no, but I mean, men are it, depraved, right? Honestly, if it wasn't for the male ego, <laughs> there would be a lot more people swinging. I am. Conf- I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Because you don't want, you know, the woman that you love to get stuffed by another man. You just don't. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the male ego. It's, it's so it's true, though. Thing. It's all about it's all about the guy's the male ego. insecurity, the male ego. Yeah. I am con- curious is the how the fuck the swinging community is the most confidential people in the entire world. Well, they clearly have, not. No, they just no, but just broke wide yeah, open. No, oh, because she announced it on oh, TikTok right. or they messaged Justin. Other than that, all we know is that there's one community that we know the name of and we say, oh, that's the swinging community. We don't know anything true. about yeah, it. Yeah, people I aren't talking about it. They're not having club. open conversations about it. But I how did they keep it a club, secret? Like the country clubs, because everyone is like, you know, they all know each other. It's all like a big group of friends. They go up to dinners. They play golf. I, I bet that a lot of country clubs uh, around the country are just like swinger paradise. But also, if you think about it, if there's two couples who are swinging with each other, they both want to keep that secret. So who are they going to tell? Uh-huh. You know, I feel like the uh-huh. story is not shared very would, often. Would, I think it'd be more risky if you brought in a girl like on vacation. Like if you were a couple and you brought in a girl on vacation or like a guy, um, right. like couple based. But um, yeah, maybe they should start consulting celebrities on how to keep your business private. But um, <laughs> listen, can we can we have you for like 15 more minutes or what? 10 yeah, minutes? of course. Yeah, I'm cool. All right, let's do. God, I have so much to say on this. OK, this is Austin, awesome. you're going to take us out. You you do okay. your conclusion. I want to hear oh, wait, what your thoughts are. No, no, no. On swinging, because oh, I one day I'll tell you guys my views, but I'm a lot more open to it. And I, and Whoa, Paige, you heard it here first. I love it. As in, I get, <laughs> like, I understand it. more. Like I don't have that ego or I have an ego, but I, I get it more than a lot of guys. This is a lot of times a uh, late conversation. Like I, I actually, it. I believe you, Craig, I believe you on that. I, and I think I, that that's I, like, I, it takes a big man to like say stuff like that. But it's and like, I, even with me and my relationship, I'm the biggest, like, I'm such a classic, like, romantic. I love my partner, Scoop, more than anything in life. I've been for eight years. But I think there's nothing hotter than when somebody flirts with him. Like, if we, we never go to gay bars. But if we do, and somebody flirts like, I don't get jealous. I'm like, that's hot. People can see how hot he is. Okay. But what about, you know, if it, if it went further? Like, sure, you find the love of your life, and then you're super comfortable, you know, with them. And then what are you supposed to do? the 10 12 20 years like yes you love the hell out of them but like what it's our nature to look and to lust but and to I, I do think there's a team spirit of being like let's walk into this party and here let me say this and maybe it, <laughs> awesome. what I'm if, loving what this. if we walk into this sex party and like i say to my partner go make sure that that guy always thinks about you every time he fucks his wife for the rest of the history. And then what if I bang a girl and like my partner gets off on knowing that I'm fucking her better than her husband. I don't know if we can air this, but I'm just saying that there's a, there's a team aspect. If you swing with Paige, Craig, are you doing it in the same room or same building? It would have to be the same room. I'm not okay with the behind closed doors thing. Okay. And I'm not even saying I'm okay, but I'm saying in this fantasy world, it would be something that we were doing together in front of each other. Okay. Question. What if the guy 
is like beautiful more endowed than me uh, yeah yeah <laughs> he is hung like a horse and he's handsome as shit and then you're like okay no next well because next, that next. and that's why you have to be in a long-term very secure relationship where you you're know. where you know that she here's how i would have to handle it i know that Paige isn't hooking up with that guy because she's not satisfied with me or that she wants to bang him it's more or less like a live sex toy like think about it this way. Exactly though, put it's a mask, fantasy. Like get mask out of your everyone. So put mask on everyone in that room. Do you still have the same opinion? If every single person was hooded, was wearing a hood, I I think a lot of people are okay with just like running around trying out a bunch of dicks or like running around trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. You take the true. face it out of it. True. It's less personal, and you don't have to worry like, oh, she's more attracted to that guy. It's like, oh no, it's just like. Uh, does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I yes. think that makes perfect sense. When you said the sex toy thing, that makes perfect sense to me. Cause it's just like, you're trying out something different and think about it. We all have desires, right? You could be with a woman that you love more than anything in the entire world for 10 years, 10 years in, you can see a hot chick and like it, it gets you excited or whatever. What if you could just do it really quick? And then you got that out of your system. It doesn't mean you're going to run off with right. that woman. Yeah. And it's, I really think that like, like, I think gay men perfected that. Cause gay men are like, we're going to have desires all the time. I know yeah, a lot you of have guys. To tell your partner. Would you have to tell them? Are you saying like, if you bang them real quick and leave, are you saying like you're doing this like secretively or with the other person? Well, there's a lot of people who have, and I'll be really honest, Scoot and I, that's not our thing, you know, but we've been together for eight years. Who knows? It'll be like at in 15 years. Right. But, um, but a lot of gay guys that I know will do things like if one of them goes on a business trip, they can do something they don't tell the other person. Or a lot of them will have threesomes and it's kind of like you get it out of your system or whatever. And I used to judge that so hard. I'm like, ew, then you're not in a real relationship and that's terrible, blah, blah. And I was, when I was acting like a little Mormon. But now as I get older, I'm kind of like, I'm like, I get it. Like people are horny. People want... People want to get things out of their system. And who am I to judge if it helps them? I don't know. I mean, that's so a huge I, conversation. Right. So See, I that's will, why this conversation is amazing because we all are thinking and saying, and it's like, and so that, here, like, the hooded thing is the best. It's I like, will respectfully, <laughs> it's that no one gets jealous. I will respectfully just, tell you why that wouldn't work for me. And then this would be the balance of it. My, so what you just said, means that the person had an urge to fuck like the other person. For me, the only way I would be able to process it is if it wasn't based like, like you didn't pick the person at the bar, right? Like say we walked into a bar and you're like, if my partner was like, I really want to fuck that guy, that would bother me. But if we right. walked into a party where everyone was just fucking, that would not bother me, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. But the thing that you have like, different from like, yeah, no, the thing that you have different from like a gay relationship too is like, think about what guys want to do. Guys just want to get off, you know, like where girls sometimes are looking for a connection. Maybe they'll see a guy like, oh, he's handsome. I want to try it. It's different, you know? So like, you can't really compare gay and straight, That's but I totally get what you're saying, Craig. It's like, if you went into the experience, knowing you're both going to test something for the night and right. you're both confident with it, maybe you could, if you figured that out together. But yeah, if, if your wife was sitting at dinner, she's like, that guy's so hot. You'd be like, like why would, are you that's that? why I'm saying this. Like, yeah. people are like, Oh, you think you'd be okay with it? I'm like, no, no, no. In a very specific situation, if yeah. mask on, like, I wouldn't be bothered, but yes. Like, so let's find Craig and Paige a mask party. Yeah. And send him <laughs> I will say this. If you, if you, if you mention the mask thing 
to people that really can't understand where you're coming from. Say you're trying to have this conversation for fun because you're drunk, it's late or whatever. If you bring in like, what if no one could see each other's faces? Sometimes people can understand a little better, but um, yeah. Who knew that this is? I think the I think the more that you I think the more you kind of poke at these questions though, like people want to talk about it. People are interested in. I know there's going to be women who are listening to this podcast right now, rolling their eyes like these guys are pigs. They're sick or whatever. But it's like, but you guys really think about it. We're all humans. We're allowed to talk about these things. We're allowed to question it or be like in a hypothetical situation. What would I think about that? And I think Craig, you're making really good points. You know, it's like you're not even going to do it. It's not like you're moving in that no. direction. But you're saying if this was the situation, I'd understand it. And I'm well, saying the same thing. You know, it's me, like let me tell you something too, Justin. The women that are sitting there that that are rolling their eyes, their husbands are rolling their eyes at their wives rolling their eyes. They're like, no, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> too scared. Or the girls, or whoever's rolling their eyes it's just not an honest reaction because that I think Justin, you're great. And I love you so much of this is that we talk about shit that everyone else is thinking about. It just is. And like, that's, that's the healthy thing to do is to talk this shit out. And it's absurd. Like you said, I think that's a good point. Are we running off to any swinger parties? Any of us anytime soon? No, but we're just trying to relate with the people that do and make sense. Yeah. It and, well, uh, and the, re- the real question is if these kind of conversations are happening and you're rolling your eyes so hardcore, like, what are you really feeling? What are you really afraid of? If I was really confident that I absolutely would never swing and I thought it was the grossest thing in the world, if someone was talking about it, I wouldn't roll my eyes. I'd just listen. You know, so yeah. like be confident okay in what you to feel. have a difference in you. Be like, you know what? It, it's not for me, but I'd love to hear about it. I mean, exactly. I, mean, I want to hear all of and, and you know, that's who's how I come at everything is the mom talk right now or whatever it's called is proving that. Because if no one cared, it wouldn't be trending right now. Exactly. But people do fucking care. Exactly. Exactly. It sparks an interest. All right, guys. Well, we'll be uh, we'll be right back with our best bud, Justin. This might be my favorite podcast yet. But <laughs> every day we hear about how our morning rituals can change our day. But have you ever thought about your evening rituals? Allowing ourselves transition time to wind down both our devices and our minds in the evening allows us to stop our racing thoughts and drift off to sleep naturally. Power your day by powering off at night. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com slash pillows and beer, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. Y'all know that I love babbling brook or a windy snowstorm outside my window. If it wasn't for that, I don't think me and Paige would sleep as well as we do on trips because I get to play it from my personal cellular device wherever I'm at. So for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash pillows and beer. Go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com 
slash pillows and beer for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash pillows and beer. All right. Welcome back to Pillows and Beer. We are joined by our good buddy. Bah, bah, bah. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> by our good buddy, uh, Justin Anderson, who who we haven't said yet, but you you might have said is a celebrity hairdresser. And we have talked about a business it. Business owner. And 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 an entrepreneur. And Craig and I love to highlight and talk with entrepreneurs on our podcast because we both are entrepreneurs and we love to talk with people and figure out how they got to where they are. So I have a question as well as Craig and a a lot of the listeners out there is how did hair become such a big part of your life? And then, and then how did you kind of get to be that go-to celebrity hairdresser where all these famous and beautiful and fabulous women trusted you with their coloring and their, and you know, their cuts and their balayage or whatever it is that you do. How did it get, remember I used to date a hairdresser. So I know that word balayage. So how, I don't know that. How did it get to that point? Yeah. Just, yeah. Tell us your story. Just how, like, yeah, you know, just take us through it because I will tell you what we run into is people being like, we'll get there when you get there. And I shouldn't have started talking, but it's just like, well, I'm a hairdresser now, but how the fuck did he start doing celebrities? How does he have a sure. product? So just yeah. take us through your story. Cause we would love to hear it. And so would the listeners. Well, I, uh, since I was a little kid, like I've always been obsessed with beauty. Like I used to always watch like beauty pageants and stuff. And it wasn't about the superficial part of beauty. I really like seeing like when somebody feels beautiful or they feel like the best version of themselves, they have a lot of confidence. I remember when I was a little kid, like watching my mom put her makeup on or get her hair done. I loved seeing like her confidence when she would leave the salon. And so I've always been obsessed with it. I knew I wanted to do hair, but I was afraid to tell my parents because I would kind of be like coming out of the closet. Like, oh, I want to do hair for a living. They'd be like, well, are you How, gay? You know, sorry to interrupt you. How old were you when you came out to your parents? Well, I went to college after high school with like three of my best guy friends. We all joined the same fraternity. I was trying to be straight the whole time. And I was like, I can't do this. So about two years into college, I pretty much came out of the closet and just told everyone. So I was like, oh, I threw off track. So go back to your story then. Sorry. So I, I dropped, out of, co- yeah. <laughs> I dropped out of college, told my parents I wanted to go to beauty school. And my parents were like, you can't do hair for a living. Like that's a hobby. Nobody makes a, a career doing hair. And when somebody tells me I can't do something, I want to go even further. So I'm like, I'm going to do hair. I'm going to do so many celebrities. I'm going to start my own brand or whatever. And so that was kind of like my, uh, what, what pushed me to do that. But I think for me, it was honestly chasing something that I really wanted to do. I really had a passion about it. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go work at my dad's real, real estate firm or whatever. It's like, I really chased what I wanted to do. And um, I was really good at it. And so I started doing a bunch of celebrities. I think when I first, when I started working with Jennifer you Aniston, you started like, doing a bunch yeah, of yeah, celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was your That's first what, celebrity? Because there's Just a lot curious. of people listening being like, we work 70 hours a week in our salon, but we've never had like- Okay, a okay. So, okay. So with that, when I first, so when you're in, a, when you're doing hair, you assist in Beverly Hills. So you assist for like a top colorist. So I looked in the beauty magazines because there was no Instagram at the time. I saw who the best hair colorist was. And I went and worked for like, three of them. I worked for three of them. So I kind of learned their tricks or whatever. And then I went off on my own and started doing my own thing. I went to this salon that all the celebrities were going to at the time. It was like the hottest salon in Hollywood. Like every day, the paparazzi was just out front because everyone was coming in there. And I remember I was brand new to doing hair 
And it was like five o'clock at night and Kirsten Dunst management called and they were like, hey, Kirsten is red and she needs to go to blonde for Marie Antoinette uh, for the movie that she was doing. They're like, is there anyone in the salon that will do her hair? And everyone's like, no, we want to go home. It's five o'clock. And I was like, I'll stay. You know, I was like 20, I was like 22 or 23 years old. And um, I did Kirsten Dunst hair, took her from red to blonde. And uh, she got photographed a bunch the next day and everyone was kind of talking about, oh, who did her hair? Whatever. And again, this is before Instagram. So there's none of this like tag your hairdressers and, and build the following. You know, there was none of that. It was all like about paid for PR people. I didn't have any PR, but Vogue magazine tracked me down. They're like, you made Kirsten from red to blonde. It looks amazing. We want to do a story on it. So I met with Vogue magazine. They ended up bringing me in and did like a photo shoot with me. So I'm like 23, 24 years old in Vogue magazine. There's like a picture of me that says like the rising star in blonde Hollywood. And then from there, I started doing like a bunch of different celebrities and they were coming in. I kind of would just build on it because celebrities will all tell each other like, oh, you've got to go to this guy, Justin Anderson. He's a badass with blonde hair. So I started doing all these celebrities. But the real big game changer, I think, I was doing a lot of celebrities before Jennifer Aniston, but when Jennifer came to me, that kind of just changed everything. Like at that point, it's like you're doing, Jennifer Aniston's like the the holy grail of like hair in Hollywood at that time. You know, this is like in the height of Jennifer Aniston. I mean, she's still the, one of the biggest celebrities in the world. This, so this was probably, so Kirsten Dunst was probably 20 years ago. And then, uh, Jennifer was probably 10 years ago. I've known Jennifer and been doing her hair for like 10 years now. So it was like halfway into my career. Um, but even when I was doing Jennifer, when I first started doing Jennifer, I was already doing a lot of people, but I just, Jennifer Aniston was just like kind of that thing that everyone's like, oh, Jennifer Aniston's hair. It's the biggest deal in the world. Would and that's when- movies that right now? Like, would you do it for movies or did movie sets have her? Like TV sets and movie sets have their own person? Or No, she when you're- when you're that kind of a celebrity, they fly you with them. So like Jennifer, I only do hair color. So I would go like when Miley Cyrus went on her bangers tour and she had the platinum blonde hair, I would fly to every city every two weeks and touch up her little tiny roots. So like I would fly to like Brazil. I would fly anywhere that she was oh, cool. and touch up her. Yeah, and touch of her, and it sounds fun, but like now, if somebody told me to do that, I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself." I'm not <laughs> flying every two weeks, you know. But, yeah, but you time, remember being there and being like, "This is a dream." For oh no, 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 no! At the time, it was fucking rad, and I felt like a badass, you know. Um, and then like uh, Jennifer Aniston, if she was filming on set and she had roots, like I would, I flew up to like Montreal to color her roots, and I would go and do that for a lot of celebrities. Um, but at that time, that's when like big brands, like, and I'm not going to name the names, but big, big hair companies were coming to me and saying, Justin, we want to create a line with you, you know, cause they could use my name and use my celebrities names, you know, to build up a hair care line. But I was always like, no, I want my own line. I want something that's my own. And so that's about the time where it's like, I really started like, um, creating DP Hue with my partner. Um, and we made all of our products and I just wanted something of my own. And like, I remember when I was a little kid, I used to watch HSN. I was like, one day I'm going to sell my own products on like the home shopping network. And I've done it. You've done it too, right? Craig? Yeah, right that now. was my yeah. goal as a little kid. I watched it. all the knife commercials and all the weird mop commercials, everything. Yes. So you're cutting hair and then you do your due diligence and you look through the magazines and you are your coloring hair and you find the people you didn't work for. You get a break with the celebrities because you stayed after, put the extra work in. How does that come to starting a product? So everyone starts asking you to put your name on something 
when you were in the business, were you like, I can make something better than this? Or did you like understand hair enough to be like, I can do this well? Like take us from how you went from being structural, constructively in hair to like making a product. Well, I think like anything, even earlier, we were talking about social media and I like, I need to do things that I really feel like are lacking out there. Like I want to have conversations that no one else is having. I want to say things that people want to say, but they can't. And the same thing with hair. Like I want to create products that people feel like are missing in the market. So all those years that I was in the salon, I would hear women complain about certain issues with their hair all the time. It was really consistent. I was doing like 25 women a day when I was in the salon, like, so I would just have conversation after conversation about hair. So I was taking all these mental notes of products that I wanted to create to take care of specific needs. So once we went to make products, it was like, boom, 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 all these things that were really taking care of like issues that women have had for years. So I didn't want to just like make a shampoo with a big company and like put my name on it. Like I couldn't do that. I also couldn't talk about that with excitement, you know, cause it's like, it's not really mine. I didn't create it. Um, so I wanted to have something that was completely like my own creation. So um, my partner and I came together, this woman, Donna Polad, we're um, founders together. And Donna kind of represents like the client because she colors her hair. Um, she's older than me. I hate saying older women, but she's an older, older than me. And so she represents the client. I represent the professional doing hair. And we kind of like we put all of these ideas together and we put out products that people want. Uh, in the professional world and in uh, being a client in the salon. And so we've created all of these products and um, go, we went into Ulta Beauty. Ulta Beauty has 1500 stores. So there's 1500 stores across the US. We're in every single door, which is massive. We're in Sephora. Huge. So it's just incredible to see this stuff happen. I think that, um, you know, there is stress that goes into it. What if it fails, you know, but what if it doesn't? And I really like anybody who's passionate about something that they want to start a business. It's like, go for it. You know who like, I love listening to talk about uh, business. And again, it's like Bravo people are going to rule the world one day, but like Bethany Frankel, the way that she talks about it, you know, Bethany Frankel is just like, I just fucking went for it. I had a plan. I believed in myself. Well, here, we'll, uh, we don't want to take your whole night up. We know you're going, but here, if you're a guy listening, Justin, how do we take advantage of your products? Like, how can? Oh, true. I do? actually have a question yeah, Austin, because you a sent question. me a whole, whole, whole box of shit, and Paige took everything she wanted from it. But how do I use your line? You should not shampoo your hair every day. That's like something that I talk about all, all the time. Okay. Like Good. people, you, you have that. to think about like shampoo is like a detergent, right? So you're not going to take your favorite oh, T-shirt oh, and throw oh, it in the washing oh, machine oh, every single day going to break down the material it's going to it's going to ruin the color of the t-shirt so it's the same thing with hair so like we have an acb rinse in our line that's just a rinse for your hair i work out every single day so i sweat so i just rinse my hair with stuff it's not a lather okay. it's not stripping the good oils out so you want to get good you want to keep the good oils in your hair stop over shampoo and shampoo should be like a treat once a week yeah so i didn't the know rinse, really when i get home from oh, the gym i, I shampoo so that well, yeah. and that's why I that's why I also think that guys hair starts to shed and guys bald quicker besides like our hormone stuff. Yeah. But like guys shampoo too much. They dry out their scalp. They ruin the pH balance in their hair. Their hair starts to shed. So it's like so stop for, over shampooing your hair. guys listening and girls, tell us the right way. What's this rinse called? What should we get? So it's the ACB rinse. Um, go to dphue.com. I have a lot of vi videos on there. I don't want to bore the listeners. I want this to be fun. No, I also... But I also appreciate no. you doing that because I love the support. But it's like just pull back from shampooing your hair too much and use the ACV rinse 
and once a week use a shampoo just like as a treat if you Here, feel like Justin, you really I will get back to the man. We've talked about swinging, Mormon swinging. <laughs> Hair the listeners are into this, but now this is honestly ever since having like a, a girlfriend in fashion, people start to ask her how they can dress their boyfriends because she started to dress me. What I'm saying is this can be educational. Hold on. So, so, then, like, so then tell us because I, if what do you mean want, shampoo once a week? I shampoo once on. a day. So, like, so if you want to shampoo once a week, okay. Say that I know that my big night, right? Like I'm going out on a date or I have like an event or there's something and yes. that, that is on a Friday night. Do you recommend that I shampoo on that Friday for the event on Friday night or I shampoo? No, all, here's the, you guys think about it. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Listen, what, whole body. What are we doing with our hair? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing with our hair? I'm gonna be just just mold. wash your all I hear. Okay, never mind. Okay. So um you want to think about this. People who use chapstick every day, what happens? Your lips start to chap, right? I haven't used chapstick since I was a little kid. I think chapstick is bullshit. The more you use it, your lips start to chap. If you use deodorant every day, if you don't use deodorant, you fucking stink. The same thing with shampoo. So people said, it's like, since we we're kids, everyone's like, every time you get in the shower, you shampoo your hair. That's not true. Like you shouldn't be sudsing up, stripping out the good oils out of your hair every single day. Our hair's not that dirty. Like our, our bodies are meant to take care of themselves, right? So I sweat every single day. I'll go three weeks without shampooing my hair, but I use my ACD rinse. It's a liquid. It has a little nozzle. You put it down your scalp and you kind of rub it through and let it rinse out of your hair, but it's not sudsing up and pulling out. So use that as much as you can. And I'm saying do a shampoo like if you're in a smoky bar and your hair smells like. For people listening, if they're in a store, can they buy a rinse or do they have to order it from your site? Like, no. is there a competitive off-brand rinse? Why would no, you I really a different brand other than build, because No, I get what you're trust. saying. It's for, yeah, for people yeah. to compare it. No, and there really isn't. It's really a unique product. And that's why it's like our hero product. We sell the most of that product because it's unique to our brand. So it's like, again, it's in Ulta. Every city that you're in has an Ulta Beauty. So you can find it in Ulta Beauty, ACV Rinse. Um, but thank you, Craig. That does make sense though. If it's like you compare it to something, but this is a really unique thing because it's something I'm passionate about. I think that damaged hair comes from people shampooing too much when people say, but also who wants you to damage your hair? The fucking beauty industry. Cause they want you to buy all this shit to fix it. All these conditioners and all this stuff. It's like, no, make it simple. Our hair should be beautiful. Look at Nick's hair. He doesn't do anything. His hair yeah. looks shiny yeah. and beautiful. <laughs> It's so true, people, it's but, so <laughs> but people who have good hair, it's people who don't do anything to it. When everyone's like, oh, my cousin Becky, she has beautiful hair. It's well, like, because Becky doesn't look blow dry surfers. Look at surfers. Yeah, the best hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then they're so, just like, let it ride, baby. Okay. And I know we're dragging it on. I'm sorry, Justin. So give us a, a give me another an awesome, rundown. Yeah, give me an awesome, our weekly hair routine through your products, and then give a girl a starter routine and then we'll let you go. So what are me and Austin going to do with our hair now? We've got the rinse and then so you pull back from shampoo and you're going to use the rinse. Um, and then I have a whole line of styling products, but my styling products are different because they are, they are lightweight. They're clear. They don't, um, they don't mess with your hair color. I come from the hair color world. So it's nothing's going to have like added dyes and stuff. So I'll send you guys a whole kit and you guys can talk about it later. Like, Oh, we tried Justin shit and we like it. And then for women, just the one thing I want you to hear from this, and let's stick to one topic as far as hair goes, because it's I have a massive line. Like we have like almost 40 SKUs now. But for the one thing that you guys should take from this is just stop over shampooing your hair so much, pull back from it, 
give your hair a break with the rinse, use that in place of shampoo and let your hair get healthy again. We love you so much, Justin. If anything, our hair is going to look better, but I hope everyone's souls feels cleaner when they listen to this. It doesn't even make sense, Austin, does it? Justin <laughs> just figured it out. I don't know. I'm trying to do that. Austin, I feel like you just right. pick this up. Okay. Do, right. Don't shampoo your hair and be a better person Goodness online. Gracious. And if you want to swing, just tell your friends about it. That's what I've learned. <laughs> <Tell today. you. laughs> you have a swing. bottle of Paul wine and if just you drink swing, yourself. Just, just be it. open. Now, I'm going to tell everyone about the socials. You're going to follow Craig and CA Conover at Sewing Down South, at Pillows and Beer, at Curl the Warrior King, at Trop Pop Beers, at Justin Anderson, at DP Hugh. Is that what it is? At DP Hugh, DP H U E. And uh, give the products a try. And thanks for listening, everyone. Justin, we love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Love you guys. You're the best. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.